Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. I am so glad that you've decided to uh, tune in. I'm uh, really honored that you would take time as we head into this weekend. I know there's a lot going on in your church, and we're honored that you would take some time out uh, to be here today. So today, it's our honor to have Stephen Brewster with us. Stephen, you may be familiar with. He's one of those guys that's online. He's a great, great leader. Um, we've had we have common friends and Jenny Katrin, a bunch of folks, uh, Jared Hogue, who was on the uh, podcast in the past, a, a common friend. Uh, in the past, he served at Crosspoint in Nashville, but currently is the executive creative pastor, very fancy title, at Freedom House Church. Stephen, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's an honor to be here. I'm super excited. You t- you mentioned all of our common friends. It makes me miss everybody. I yeah. wish we could like get together and have lunch or something. That'd yeah, be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Some great, great folks. Any, any friends of Jared or Jenny is a friend of mine. So that's a great, that's awesome. Uh, that's a great thing. So why don't um, we start with giving kind of a little bit of the Stephen Brewster story, give us a sense of, of who you are and then maybe tell us a little bit about Freedom House. Yeah, totally. So, um, uh, my parents were missionaries. I kind of grew up around the world, was born in Canada mm, and, um, um, went into college, mm-hmm. was going into college to, um, to be a teacher, mm-hmm. figured out that I was probably going to be the worst teacher in the history of education. <laughs> and, um, uh, then I, I, I've always loved music and mm-hmm. art and create creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I want to go become the, uh, I want to go become the the P Diddy of Christian music, mm. and um, so uh, packed up my car my senior year of college, uh, one semester to go, moved to Nashville, and tried to figure it out. Mm. And God was really, really, really kind to me and gave me the opportunity to have a very fun career in the music business. And mm. I did a bunch of fun stuff in the music business, mm-hmm. uh, but always kind of missed being around church. And Jenny Catron, who you mentioned, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of roped me. Uh, back into church out of the music business to come lead the creative team at Crosspoint. And what was fun was when I went to Crosspoint, I, I don't know, it was probably 27, 2800 people a weekend. The mm-hmm. creative team was about three people, mm-hmm. not about it was like two <laughs> full-time, one part-time person and yep. then me. Um, uh, actually, I take it back, three full-time, one part-time and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the course of the next seven years, Crosspoint blew up. Mm-hmm. and. I had to learn how to like become a leader and figure things out. Luckily, I had Jenny there to be my training wheels, mm. and um, our team grew to like twenty four on the crazy team. Yeah, and um, you know, life life always sends us a few interesting uh, curves and ebbs and flows. And um, we found ourselves kind of released from Crosspoint and time to move on. We mm-hmm. love the team at Crosspoint still. Mm-hmm. We talk probably every day. Mm-hmm. I talk to somebody from Crosspoint still. Mm-hmm. Um, and God opened up the door for us to come to Freedom House. And mm-hmm. so um, I met Freedom House through some some uh, coaching stuff that we were doing together. And mm-hmm. uh, I came here, and it's so funny because we're in the exact same spot uh, <laughs> that I was when I went to Crosspoint. And it's so much fun to – I. I've learned through this process and through some mentors that like building is something I really like to do. Mm. And so uh, you can feel like God's moving at our church right now and Mm. it's like really, really tangible and like it's about to like pop and you can feel it and that's like a really, really fun thing. So Mm. 
Um, I get to serve with an awesome team, uh, an awesome bunch of creatives over here in Charlotte. I love Charlotte. I've been here for like six weeks now, and it's awesome. <laughs> so here, so here we go. We're gonna nice. do it all over again. That's fantastic. That's great. What a cool, uh, you know, to be able to be personally at a spot where it's almost like you're reliving some stuff again, and God's giving you that privilege to kind of relive yeah. that phase. That's really neat. And reliving it like kind of with some experience. Yeah, you know? totally. Like. like the first time I remember, be, like I was really leading blind. Right. You know, this time, you know, leadership has become a huge part of of, of what Jackie and I get to do. Mm-hmm. And like this time, I'm like, oh, I actually have been through the manual one right. time. I I kind of know <laughs> what to expect now. So right, absolutely, that's cool. Why well, that might be a cool thing to talk about. You know, I think there there be folks le- listening in today that may be struggling with leading more, more creative folks. Maybe yeah. the people listening in love spreadsheets a little more than uh, skinny jeans. And yeah. uh, you know, I'd love to hear. You know, what are some of those lessons that you've learned about? You know, there seems to be this tension, you know, in the church around, you know, we want to create the most creative thing and then Sunday's always coming. You know, there's right. that tension. What, what always. Are, you know, what are some, you know, kind of words of advice or, you know, sage wisdom you would give to a leader trying oh, to gosh. wrestle through that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I have sage wisdom, but I one thing that there, there's a couple things. First yeah. off, uh, I, I, I always want to take the mo- a moment and just say, I believe that we were all created to be creative. Mm. And like if we were made in the image of God, he was kind of a little bit creative mm-hmm. in kind of building the entire universe. And mm-hmm. so um, even your spreadsheets can be your art, mm-hmm. right? And and you've never walked into a kindergarten classroom and seen, seen it segmented by the creatives and the analytics. Mm. Everyone in, the, in there is creative. It's just some of us stopped using those muscles. Right. And so, um, so uh, you're as you're sitting at your desk right now, pounding out that budget and that spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. God called you to be creative and you're Mm -hmm. more creative than you think. Mm -hmm. But in leading creatives, I think there's some things that are, that are super important. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, there's probably five things that Mm -hmm. I would like go to right away that I think are, are vital in leading a creative person. Number one is invest in the, in each member of that team uniquely. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like your kids. You can't, um, you don't parent them all the same, but you parent them fairly, right. you know, uh, know their dreams and their energy sources, make sure they feel valued and protected, encourage them like crazy, mm-hmm. set expectations and hold them to those expectations. Mm. That's probably the first one. Right. Well, let's um, talk about that. Let's just pause. There. Okay, yeah, How sure. is it that you learn? Um, what, what, what kind of practical way could, could you help people wrestle through now? So let's say they've got, you know, a couple people, two or three folks on their, their team. They, um, how is it that you can, you know, get to know people uh, a little better? What's some practical tips for that? Yeah. So, so, so creative people, we are, are forced to create out of the toolbox that God's given them. And most of that toolbox is experience and emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, we're, we're, we're creating out of the things that we've experienced and been through and felt and, and part of staying creative over the course of your life is staying connected to that artist mm-hmm. that God put inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> you've got to take time as a leader and learn that person. Mm-hmm. The reason that they're different is actually the, the same reason that they're different that kind of frustrates you is the magic that makes them great. Mm-hmm. Right, it's what makes them able to do that video that your whole church cries over. It's mm-hmm. what makes that worship leader able to connect with people in worship on Sunday morning. Right. And you don't understand why they can never get to the office before ten fifteen. <laughs> they can't understand why you care about nine o'clock more than you care about them connected to the to the right. to the congregation. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
make sure you take time and and it's an investment mm-hmm. you have to like you have slow to leave rela- relation mm-hmm. you have to slow down and when you slow down a little bit on the front end it helps you to run really fast on the back end mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so invest some time take them to lunch mm-hmm. and don't talk about work talk mm-hmm. about them why did you get into ministry what makes you excited where mm-hmm. what, you know what 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 fires you up mm-hmm. um, put them on task forces or give them projects or mm-hmm. Do some things where you work with them out of each of your natural spaces mm-hmm. so you can learn a little bit of their workflow. Mm-hmm. Learn a little bit of the stuff that makes them tick. Mm-hmm. Um, like talk to them about their dreams. What, do, what, do, what are you dreaming about? What is, mm-hmm. what is God like speaking to you about? Um, right. you know, and well, what, the funny thing is, is what happens is when you start to do those things, you start to unwind them a little bit. You start to learn them a little bit. Right. Now you know how to value them and protect them. Mm. When you value them and protect them, now you're setting them up to create their best stuff because now you know, oh, they're not being disrespectful by doing this. This is just the the, the way that they they do what they do. Mm-hmm. The, one of the funniest things to me always is when I talk to 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 leaders who are leading creative teams and they're like, we gave them a deadline and then we walked by the creative room and they were playing ping pong or they were laying right. on the floor <laughs> and it didn't even look like they were doing any work. And I'm like, yeah, that couch time is actually where the where the work's being done. Like right. they're they're figuring it out in that moment, mm-hmm. and you just have to trust them that they're going to get there and get it done. Mm-hmm. Which is why you have to set clear expectations and then hold them to those expectations. Mm-hmm. Creative people aren't afraid of being held accountable mm-hmm. uh, if the expectation's been set clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so that's good. Spend some time with them. You know, mm-hmm. spend and invest relationally. And when you invest relationally, you're going to watch that person bloom and blossom. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times the the reasons that they're acting or reacting the way they are is a lack of relationship in a different part of their life most likely. Right, interesting. Uh, th- that kind of, you know, tweaks me to think about something. So I- I've experienced, you know, working with creatives, there's this potential for, or, or where there could be a potential area of conflict around expectations is, you know, I think sometimes, and this isn't all, I mean, we're obviously using very broad strokes here to talk about creatives, Absolutely. but, but th- there there can be a stereotype that creative folks love the kind of final presentation. So the like, ta-da, and, and right. they, they want the kind of grand reveal. Um, but sometimes actually what we do in the church requires a more iterative process. So take the video you talked about, like, you yeah. know, there may be a testimony video that, uh, you know, that's amazing. And there's like all this great B roll and it's like, yeah, it's with the right person and it's kind of on topic, but it's slightly askew because we didn't give feedback as we went along. How right. do we help encourage, um, how do we help encourage creatives to allow others or to allow a small group of people into the creative process to kind of, you know, get into the workshop a little bit and mold it as it goes rather than waiting for the showcase moment yeah. and it'd be like, cause I've seen that, I've seen that happen where it's like, wow, that you just spent four weeks working on this thing. It's amazing. It's, we're not going to use it. It's uh, nothing like what we needed. Yeah, exactly. How, so, how, how could we do that? No, it's, it's a great question, Rich. Uh, so first, <clears throat> clearly defining that expectation on the front end. Mm. This, like define the win super well on the front end. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what creative guys that are listening have to learn is the coolest thing in the world is a complete failure mm-hmm. if it doesn't connect to the mission and the moment, okay. right? And so you can dial it back from like 100% cool to 75% cool, mm-hmm. and if it connects, it's gonna be 150% cool, right? right? Or you can make this super cool thing art for your friends, 
and it makes no sense and then you lose trust right. and you lose equity with the organization. Mm-hmm. So as a leader, set the expectation super clear. This is what we want and a, a lot of times I think expectation management is mm-hmm. really the baseline mm-hmm. of everything between the the leader and the creative mm-hmm. because the creative is most likely shooting at an, a target and thinking they're nailing it. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not intentionally creating a video that you're not going to like. Right, that is right. that is not the intention. Right. But, uh, but at at the same time, if there's any room or wiggle room or or blurry area, gray mm-hmm. uh, in that expectation, they're mm-hmm. probably going to take some creative liberty in mm-hmm. that gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so I would make sure that super clear expectation on the front end. Mm-hmm. Then just check in every now and then. Right. Hey. Is there anything I can do to help you? Right. How's the story going? Where Where are we headed? Is there anything I can see yet? Mm-hmm. And ask more questions than you make statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because good. when you start to make statements, the the creative person and and I'm not sticking up for my my creative family here, <laughs> but but the creative person goes, oh, you're telling me how to do my job now. Right. You're micromanaging right. me. Right. Blah 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 blah. Right. First off, we have to get over ourselves a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also, when you're asking questions, hey, we talked about this expectation. We wanted this to really meet this. Do you feel like this? these questions that we're asking right now are, are getting us to that point? Mm. Yeah, that's you know? good. That's good. As opposed to, this isn't what we talked about. Right. Absolutely. Or do it this way. Right. Well, right. if you want me to do it this way, then you you just want a shooter. You don't want an artist. Right. You, right. And, and, and that's fine. That's just different than maybe what I am and and how I can serve you best. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Another thing I've uh, in the past that I've I've seen be effective is to try to draw creatives in to give you feedback on what you're working on. So, yes, um, you that's know, so to, good. to try to infuse their to take their um, slightly, you know, whatever, slightly different approach to the way they look at problem solving and say like, hey, we're wrestling with this issue or like, hey, instead of saying like, um, and, and you know, we've all seen this. We've seen the, the the lead pastor who walks out on stage and they're like, today we're starting a series called and they look at their notes uh, <laughs> and, and because the creatives have come up with something that's like, it doesn't connect to it doesn't them. connect to them why not why not reverse that flow that awkward yep. moment and say hey i'm going to be doing a series on this thing um you know like christmas is kind of the best example everyone knows the punchline like jesus was born um it's there's <laughs> right. no surprise there or there's no and and preachers every if you're a preacher listening i know they all hate preaching at christmas time because it's like jesus was born okay right um, now where's the tension there um right. you know why not say why not in June uh, say to cr- creatives what like what could we do at Christmas time that yep. would actually inject some drama inject a different perspective on this and you know think about it for a month and you know no idea is a bad idea and then let's come back together and have some nachos and talk about it um, you know and that's be been some of the most fun stuff that we've done like wh- yeah. I every year I do Christmas in July yep and so July summertime mm-hmm. we we do a Christmas creative meeting yep we decorate the entire office for Christmas. Totally, we yeah. play Christmas music. We turn the air condition as low as we can get it. You have to wear a sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We give out gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we go all the way in because we want to get you into that zone. But it's what is the angle we can take? And you know, at Crosspoint, we had we did some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we did uh, one year. We did Christmas. We took Christmas songs mm-hmm. and unpacked what those Christmas songs really mean. Mm always pointing back to right to to the point so mm. i think you're totally right 
the more collaboration that a leader has with the creative team, right. the better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, the tension is going to rise a little bit initially because right. we're learning each other, mm-hmm. but the product's going to get way, way better. Right. Absolutely. There's nothing more frustrating for the leader than not feeling connected to the to the end product, mm-hmm. and there's nothing more frustrating for the creative than, man, I want to make my pastor great here, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what he's talking about. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, and I think you know, finding those areas where you can you find lots of over overlap and you know, ways to work together um, and, and allow, I, I really do think re- reciprocity is an important thing that, you know, allowing, yeah. allowing the creative folks to give you feedback, even on, you know, your stuff. So that was kind of point one, get to know each other. What's, what's, maybe we'll dive yeah. into the second one just quickly and then we can, you know, keep moving along. Uh, yeah. So um, the second one is place people in their strength zones. Mm, when, okay. Once you learn them, find out where they're great yep. if, and, and then, and then put them in the areas where they're going to win. Mm. And so when you put when you position a creative person to do the thing that they love doing, right. now none of us get to live 90% in our strength zone and like no reports ever. Mm-hmm. But 53% of your time spent doing the thing you love, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the, the stuff you make is going to be way better. Right. With the teams that I serve on, I don't have any desire for the the people that re, that I work with to improve their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like I, your weaknesses are your weaknesses. I'd mm-hmm. rather you take the same energy and time and focus it on your strengths mm-hmm. because when you're focused on your strengths, you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more inspired. You're going to be less frustrated. Mm-hmm. And so am I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as a leader, now you're winning. That's helping me to win. That's helping our team to win. It's helping our church to win. Let me find a volunteer to do this thing that you kind of suck at anyway. Right. Right. Yeah, so so people in their strength zones, man. And, you know, a lot of times, as you as you earn that trust with your with your creative team, be willing to adjust the uh, the job profile a little bit. Mm, yes, good call. It, like you know, you hire based on the box, and mm-hmm. that's how you have to to build an organization. Mm-hmm. But once you get that that artist in there, man, start start tinkering and tweaking a little bit. absolutely that even goes down to individual you know types of projects i know for we um we had a guy we had a couple graphic designers on our team and um and one guy i really liked infographics i went through like an infographics phase where i was like i I saw the world through infographics and (laughs) one of our graphic designers it was like death to him to do infographics he he was like <laughs> i feel like i am like a small part of my soul dies every time i have to find another flat graphic and right. you know and put a number beside it um and and so for a while we kind of pushed that i was like no nah, come on like just we need this or and yeah. but then eventually i'm like this just isn't worth it because it's causing so much frustration on his end right. um you know and, and and i'm i'm like what this shouldn't be complex these aren't they're not complex to do but they're you know an interesting way to dis- display information and so we did we did exactly that we found uh, somebody else um an outsider yep. organization who was good at that and they actually quite enjoyed it and we just you know filed it through them now it was interesting watching that um the the because that designer knew we did that knew we made that shift their like their buy-in went up they were like oh man they listened to me they listened to me that yeah. I, even on just this individual type of project that at the end of the day like i could have just been like dude just get over yourself like infographics right. are fine you know make it happen but i knew this person you know it wasn't worth it and ultimately actually the rest of what they did went up their quality level right. and everything else because they were more bought in emotionally you can't and i've said this to so many um executive pastor types I, you can't say to a creative person all right, 
be creative like okay on right. on command you know i want you to have amazing thoughts at 11 a.m today because we've got this meeting that's not how it works nope. and it, it's all all of our staff are volunteer at a core level but creative folks even more so they, they they have to be you know positioned in a way ultimately where they're you know kind of allowed to create their best work yeah no question and 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 another thing that 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 happened was when you outsource that one piece yeah because that was not a strength zone for that person, mm -hmm. it took them twice as long to do that yes. than it did to do any of the other work that they did. Absolutely. So whatever you paid, you also made that money back in right. in hourly work mm -hmm. because that designer was able to go spend their time designing something that they were good at and that mm -hmm. they liked. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the product probably came back better. It was right. probably the best infographic you ever had. Right. Well, so, exactly. Because you have people who actually love doing it, right? Who are like, right. oh, it's their it's their zone. They love it. And you're like, oh, that looks amazing. And, and to your point on you can't, that creativity is not a switch you flip. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times people mistake creativity as magic when really it's muscle. Mm -hmm. Creativity is about muscle, not magic. And so you've got to be, you've got to position your team to have done the exercises and be ready so that they can wow you mm. with with the gift that they have. Mm, so. Very cool. Well, we've yep. uh, we've just barely started to scratch the surface here. This has been amazing. I think you do coaching, right, with people who are either creatives or you know people yeah. who are looking to lead creatives. What does that What does that look like, Stephen? So, I, I two different things right now. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is I have my own little coaching thing. I do individual one on one coaching, mm -hmm. um, ten weeks, thirty minutes each. There's like. 12 or 14 topics that you can mm -hmm. choose from mm -hmm. um, and uh, just kind of walk with people. The, the, the best part about the, the coaching network is mm -hmm. that the relationships I've built. So I've done, mm -hmm. I've done six or seven rounds of coaching now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so there's, there's probably 80 people who are alumni mm -hmm. and every week I end up still talking to one of them or right. two of them. Right. And, and so we, we're building this lifelong relationship to help help just move the creative um the church creative field forward it's my little sliver of injecting back into the major church mm -hmm. um uh, so the things that i've learned and failed at basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um so yeah i love building those relationships and just doing life with with these artists from all over the country mm -hmm. actually all over the world i've had a couple of people internationally sign up and mm -hmm. which is weird on the timeline stuff but, yeah. <laughs> but and then so that's the first part yep um, and, and, and we really try to, to target that towards um, anyone, any size church. Mm -hmm. So if you're the one-man show who mm -hmm. just leads a team of volunteers all the way up to you're the mega church creative director, mm -hmm. uh, we've had all of that in the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, the other thing that I do is with Jenny Katrin, mm -hmm. we are doing our very first um, more of an executive creative leadership mm. uh, weekend. And it's actually a two-weekend thing. First one will be in August, and the next one's in February, mm -hmm. and it, it really models what she does at Foresight. And mm -hmm. so, I'm I'm privileged and honored that she would care enough about my opinion to invite me into that conversation. So, for my personal coaching, you can just go to my blog, StephenBrewster.me. Mm -hmm. For uh, the other executive coaching, you can go to GetForesight.com. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And I just want to encourage people who are, are listening in. One of the things, so I've had a privilege to journey with church leaders from a lot of really thriving churches. And when you get behind those organizations and you listen in and lean in and talk with those leaders, most of them have some sort of coaching relationships. And so yeah. um, they, they all have people, you know, relationships like what Stephen's doing. 
doing here. And I would encourage you, um, you know, check out his site, stephenbrewster.me or for insight, Jenny stuff's amazing too. These are very affordable resources. Um, you know, they're, you know, a church size, really of any size could, could, could jump in. And, and it really, I do think I, I'm just a firm believer in coaching, having, you yeah. know, strategic outsiders who are willing to lean in and say like, Hey, what about this? Or what about that? And, and because, because you've got kind of a, even if it's a 10 week, 12 week kind of thing, you're, you've got an ongoing relationship there, uh, that can, you know, drive that forward. So I would strongly encourage you to, to check that out. Um, you know, even today. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round. It's that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Uh, today, we've got Stephen Brewster on the line. He's a great leader, creative leader, just doing all kinds of great things. I'm happy to have him here. Stephen, what's an online resource that you're using these days that's helping you out? Okay. So, I mean, well, I mean, being the creative guy, mm-hmm. obviously, there's, you know, I don't know how churches did church before Pinterest, yeah. but uh, it was like the 11th commandment that Moses left out because nobody had a computer so yet. But um, I mean, Flipboard is probably the strongest tool that mm-hmm. I use, right. uh, and it's an online and an app, mm-hmm. but um, it's just a great aggregator. Yep. Uh, it's one of the fun things about the coaching is I have all of my coaching guys are subscribed to one board, and every time some new social media thing comes up, which it changes about every 15 minutes, yep. um, we're putting all that resource in there, and <clears throat> so they're getting continuing education. But mm-hmm. without Flipboard, I, my my personal leadership development mm-hmm. would would really would really suffer. Probably, I mean, between that and podcasts, yeah, very I, cool. I, I don't know what else I would do. So. <laughs> that's great. What's a book you've read in the last six months that's uh, shaping your thinking or ministry? Oh my gosh, the Founder's Mentality. Mm. Uh, it's a really, really, really great book. I'm pulling it up right now so I can mm-hmm. tell you the author because. Mm-hmm. I do not remember his. It's a, it's two authors, um, but uh, so the founders mentality by James Allen and Chris Zook, mm-hmm. um, and it's just an awesome. It's a, it's a business leadership book yep. about yep. Um, about the, the the mentality that it takes, and there's a ton of great resources and, and assessments inside of the book mm. that can really propel your organization forward. Cool. That's good. Um, what's another ministry you have? You have an interesting vantage point. You interact with a lot of ministry leaders. What's another ministry out there that inspires you? I mean, I literally am inspired by so many, so many other other churches. Um, I, the C three organization is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what the guys at Arc are doing is awesome. Obviously, yeah. I have friends at. At some some Saddleback, I think what John and Steph Cassetto have done over there mm-hmm. with their creative team has been awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all of the originals too. You know, Hillsong, New Spring, Life Church, all those guys mm-hmm. who are just ridiculously awesome. And then right. it's fun to watch these new, this new generation of leaders in 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 Vu Church and Hillsong, New York, and mm-hmm. Judah Smith is amazing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, and then I love like finding these little like church planners because mm-hmm. I think that church planners are like the the um, the entrepreneurs of our of our industry you know right. and they're going out there and they're doing stuff that nobody's seen yet because mm. they have like 75 people following them on Instagram but right. man it's so awesome to watch because they're innovating in ways that nobody else has yet absolutely yeah that's very cool if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive today who would you want to get that with and why uh Johnny Ive from Apple, nice. probably. Yeah, I just the the way he thinks and processes and simplifies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would want to I would want to learn like 
what, what were the failures? Like, right. tell me about the biggest catastrophes. <laughs> right. Besides those weird earbud things. Yeah, um, yeah, right, right, right. Like, tell me, like, like break that down. And how right. did you navigate working with Steve Jobs? And, right. You know, he was obviously not the most um, creative, friendly leader from the standpoint of emotions and feelings. So how did right. you navigate that? Right. So that, that would be my 15 minutes for sure. Very cool. Well, I'm sure leading in your world is super busy, obviously just moving and all that. But when you, uh, you know, just want to relax, kick back, you know, have some fun. What, what do you do for fun? Uh, well, I have this electric skateboard nice. and yeah, so I'll put on some music. Music's a huge part of mm-hmm. pretty much every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but get on that skateboard and ride. If I can get away, mm-hmm. it's heading to the beach and just shutting it down for, right. for five, six days. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the sweet spot. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a driver and, and I don't have, I don't do like, I like to go right. working is working actually refuels me. It, it energizes me. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't take a lot of those breaks. Nice. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today, Stephen. If, if people want to get in touch with you or with your church, how could they do that? Sure. So, uh, freedomhouse.cc is our mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Um, new websites in construction right now and uh, then my personal website stevenbrewster.me s-t-e-p-h-e-n b-r-e-w-s-t-e-r great well I appreciate that Stephen thanks for being on the show today oh man it's my pleasure thanks for having me Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.